Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The 11 to 1 show. Are granddad and granny dying out? Yes, according to a new poll. I'm going to reveal the results of that after Elton John. I'm still standing at 11 to 1. Elton John kicking us off this Thursday morning. I'm still standing in LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, granny and granddad, you're dying out with today's youngsters. Yeah, because apparently calling your granny granny and calling your granddad granddad is just not in vogue anymore. Apparently, youngsters today are more likely to use nicknames for their elders. This is according to a poll. So this was done in the UK, but I'd say it's definitely true over here as well. 14 million grandparents. So just a small percentage of the UK's 14 million grandparents. Some 560,000 or 4% now still use the traditional title. So just 4% using the granny and granddad. So researchers for the over 50s experts Sun Life found that 28% of those polled had unique names like Nanny Bingo and Nana Teapot, which I love. I love when kids come up with this sort of stuff. You know, is that the Nana that gave me the chocolate? That's the one nearly, isn't it? Nana Chocolate is another one. Uh, A total of 21% said they had baby talk names which had stuck since their grandkids were tiny tots. So like Go-Go, Gra-Gra, Gang-Gang, Bambi, Bappy, sorry, (laughs) or Bam-Bam, Bam-Bam. I do know a Gang-Gang who presents the late lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's known as Gang-Gang since his first grandchild came along and I love that. I love that that's stuck. I know people who kind of use Pop Pop as well for a granddad, that kind of thing. So other names include Big Papa or Wee Nana or even Fat Nanny. Disgraceful. Lack of respect there. With 20% saying that they were called a name based on their looks. According to the study, 20% are simply known by their first name. I do hear that, you know, Nanny Ann, maybe or Nana Bridget in our place, in our house. Yeah, yeah. A total of 7% were called granny or granddad in a foreign language. I'm not even going to go there. I think it's like yee-yee, yeah, yeah in Greek. Babka, is it? In Polish, maybe some Polish listeners might help me out there. Babka, babka, is it? Uh, Nona in Italian as well. And some of the crazy names. So granda ducks, nanny suts. Oh, granda ducks and nanny suts could have like a series of books, I'm going to say there. That sounds very cool. You heard it here first if it comes out. <laughs> I'm trademarking that. Granddad Duck and Nanny Sutz Adventures. That's what I'm thinking would be good there. Uh, crazy Bunker Gran, Nanny Chock Chock or Granny... Oh, Granny Grumble. Granny Grumble's not impressed. What are you called? Are you a grandparent? Or what do your kids call your grandparents? Let me know. I know in our house when the kids came along, my mother was like, I'm not going to be called Granny. 
There's just something old about granny. I want to be called Nana. That's absolutely fine. Nana is kind of like a cooler, isn't it? It's a cooler version of a granny, I'm going to say. You know? Are you still known as granny or granddad, though? Let me know as well. 86 658 Are there unusual names for grandparents like Gang Gang or Pop Pop or Granny Chock Chock? <laughs> I'd love to hear those as well. Do keep them coming in to me. 86 658 You know I want you. Anne-Marie James Arthur rewriting the stars. We're rewriting the term granny and granddad here, the names, because people aren't using them anymore. Growing up, we had granny on the motorbike and granny in the car because they're mode of transport. I love that. I adore that. That is brilliant. I'm still called Not the Mama, says James. In Drada, I used to love that. What was the Dinosaurs series? Uh, kids series that used to be on years ago not the mama yeah love it she made my granddaughter six she calls me nanny but when she's fighting with me oh no she calls me granny and says I'm old like a granny and my mum who is her great granny she calls her nano nano oh I like that hi Sinead my grandson Harry calls me nana but he, if he's informing the day and messing, he calls me nanny, to which I hate. So he laughs at me when he does it. Grandkids can be the only ones to get away with everything. I love it, though. Wouldn't change it. It's all fun, says Shirley and Indon Duck. Oh, yeah, they do. They get away with murder with the nana, don't they? And the granddad. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had to find out more about this. Hi, Sinead. I'm known as Gag the Wags. Gags the Wags. Coming in from Anton in Navin. Uh, he says Ben who's going on 20 years old started it the next 11 grandchildren keep the title going I'm like where's Gags the Wags come from it's very cool I feel like Gags the Wags could have a rap song (laughs) it's Gag the Wags yeah I think so I think so you need to make up a rap song for that title absolutely brilliant my grandchildren call me the cash machine (laughs) says uh, Jude in Drogheda here's Anne from Kells I uh, get called Nana or Nanny and then Grandad. Yeah, they're sort of fairly traditional ones as well. But the Nanny and the Nana, it's definitely, I'm going to say, wiping out Granny, is it? You know? I think that was Granny. We had one Granny on my dad's side and she was Granny. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And then on the other side, we had uh, my Nana from Cork was Nanan, which is another one altogether. So Nan, Nan, like together, Nanan. And yeah, that suited her. They both suited each other, you know? Keep those coming in. What do your grandkids call you? Let me know. 086-1800-658. Any unusual ones out there? We, oh, we do have one. We have a paw-paw coming in uh, from a granddad, I presume. Yeah, paw-paw. Absolutely brilliant. Do they keep those coming in? Uh, also, details of our competition in association with Dundalk Stadium on the way for you very shortly. And... Oh, I love this. It's a dynamic duo. Can they do no wrong? Cavill and Harris and Ellie Golding on the way as well. The 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M. Details of our competition in association with Dundalk Stadium on the way right after Calvin Harris and Ellie Golding here the air at Miracle. When you hold me. That is giving me Friday floor filler vibes on a Thursday. Calvin Harris and Ellie Golding and speaking of Friday floor filler songs, Fionn is busy in the archives as we speak seeking out a fantastic Friday Floor Filler song for you tomorrow now getting back to right now if you're a fan of horse racing or greyhound racing or do you know what you just want a good evening out then you're not going to want to miss this Dundalk Stadium's annual Ladies Day and International Summer Dual Race Day happening next Wednesday July 12th so there's afternoon horse racing 
followed by evening greyhound racing, live music, DJ, kids activities and much more. So to celebrate that, Dundalk Stadium have given us a grab and go package for two people to give away on the show every day this week. So it includes admission, race cards, entertainment and a food voucher for the outdoor food stall on the day. So tomorrow then, we're going to have another draw to upgrade one of our daily winners to a fabulous view restaurant package, which includes a four course meal on the night. So we're focusing in on the grab and go. Yesterday you had great (laughs) suggestions for grab and go. Today, I want you to name something that you grab as you're heading off on holidays. Now, we know the passport and the suitcase. Let's think a bit more inventive. What's that one thing on holiday that you can't do without? So for me, it's the Kindle. You know, all the books are on there. So I'm grabbing that and going and I'm set for the holiday. So what do you love to grab and go when you're going on holidays? Not the passport in the case. We know you're bringing that. What's the other thing that you can't live without on holidays? Let me know. 086 1800 658. I'm going to pick our final daily winner. This is the final chance to enter today. Because tomorrow, one of you is going to be upgraded to that lovely restaurant package. So today, what are you grabbing as you're heading off on holidays? 086 1800 658. Oh, the chatter's already started here in studio with my first guest. Very looking forward to chatting to him. Peter Nugent is with us. We are going to be discussing Drogheda Pride festivities, which will be happening very soon. But they're launching tonight, so we're going to find out all the details with Peter next. The 11 to 1 show. The rainbow flags will be everywhere around Drogheda as this year's Drogheda Pride festivities are due to get underway in a couple of weeks and the festival this year looks set to be the biggest and best yet with five days of events for all the community to enjoy and celebrate diversity. It's launching tonight in McHugh's Pub in Drogheda and I'm delighted to have Pride event manager Peter Nugent with me in studio. How are you getting on? Hi Sinead, thank you so much for having me on this year again. Great to have you in studio. We've always spoken on the phone so it's lovely to have you here in front of me. So bring me back how did the Drada Pride Festival start? So it set it up in 2015 um, where myself and a couple of friends decided that there was so much need for LGBT support in the community, so much more activities such as events, um, outings for people to go to. So it started with myself and one of my best friends, Christopher, um, and we set up Drada LGBT Support. And one of our projects from LGBT Support was to organise Drogheda Pride. Back in 2015 was absolutely an amazing year. We had so much support in the community. And of course, we're so nervous with our very first Pride. But it was very successful. And nine years later, here we are today. It was very successful. And when you say it like that, I'm like, oh my God, it's nine years approaching the big milestone now next year for for the 10th the year one. Absolutely brilliant. So, you know, whilst the big celebrations in, in Dublin are great, it is really important that towns like Drogheda and even smaller communities and villages support Pride and, and have their own events. Exactly. Regional Pride is so important. Um, so is bigger city Prides like Dublin. Um, they put on amazing events throughout the whole month. And of course, we have the Celebration Parade um, on the 26th of June, which is absolutely fantastic. But I do think that the regional Prides are so much more important as well for those people who live out in the countryside, who have no support. And of course, just to highlight of being yourself, being a part of a community and being loved. 
Yeah, it's that's completely it, and that that is it in a nutshell. So the the festival has grown substantially, like as you say, over the years. Like it's it's now five days. I think it started off much smaller, didn't it? It was only three days. Yeah. <laughs> so it's grown and grown and grown because there's so many great events that you have to try and cram in there into the five days, which is great to see. And it's great to see that there is appetite for it out there, that people wanted more from it. Exactly. And I do think that it's really important to have it over five days so people actually don't get tired. Yeah. We can only fit so many days, so many events into one day. Um, so this year we're going to be starting on a Wednesday, which we have the Rock and Roll Bingo with the wonderful team uh in the Boomerang Youth Cafe with Alex. Um, and that's going to be for Youth Pride, you know, so it's going to be amazing. And I, that's what I love about this as well. Not only is it, you know, completely inclusive of all the LGBT community, but you've got the youth, you've got every every age group catered for there as well, which is fantastic. But tell me about tonight, first of all, because it's launching tonight in McHugh's. That's right. So eight o'clock this evening, we're going to be officially launched in Drawhead of Pride, where we have some guest speakers. We're going to have some Pride cake. Oh, lovely. And of course, we're going to run down um, all of the events that were going to happen over Draw How to Pride uh, 2023. And a massive thank you to our sponsors, everybody in the community. And tonight's just really about getting the feel of Draw How to Pride, getting everybody together and make them proud of their t- of their city. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So to give us a rundown, because as you said, we're jamming <laughs> so many events into <coughs> into the five days. So give us an idea. So we're starting off with Rock and Roll Bingo on the Wednesday. Yeah, so Rock and Roll Bingo on Wednesday. Thursday, we have a parent support education talk. And that is facilitated by James Byrne, who, who is a facilitator, mental health, transgender and LGBT parent support manager. So important as well because, mm-hmm. you know, look at as as a parent myself of, of a of a kid that's in the LGBT community, it is it's 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 so important to have that support for for parents who are navigating this kind of world that they, they don't know, you know, yeah, exactly. and to have that support that other parents are in the same boat. Yeah, absolutely. It's really important. It's really, really important. Um, Friday we have Youth Pride which is the LGBT music gig which I highly recommend that's going to be in the Boomerang Youth Cafe as well from 5 to 8 o'clock which um, we have little performers and lots of youth interactions so that is going to be amazing to see and then on Friday we have the opening of Drogheda Pride up at Millmount Museum which is fantastic the highest peak of Drogheda flying the Pride flag over the, the town is absolutely amazing from then, we have our evening events, which is always in McHugh's. Um, headlining is Fuzz Jiglo. Oh, great band. F- yes, great band. Absolutely. Oh, they love everybody up dancing. <laughs> they're absolutely fantastic. Had them on the show before as well. Excellent. They, they will be, uh, they're, they're a great one for, for riling everybody exactly. up. Exactly, sure. exactly. Um, and that's going to be hosted by Filthy Gorgeous. Um, if you don't know Filthy Gorgeous, have a quick look. Listen, that name alone has my interest peaked. I love it. <laughs> absolutely love it. Some of the names for drag artists are absolutely incredible, aren't they? Some I know, of the names they absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but we have a fantastic host for this this year's Pride, um, Filthy Gorgeous. Saturday is our main day. We have our Drogheda Pride Parade, which will be happening on King Street Car Park at 12 noon. And we're going to be making lots of different rainbow colours going through the whole town for solidarity and support for the LGBT community. And our big one is on Saturday night where we meet RuPaul's Drag Race winner Blue Hydrangea in McHugh's. 
Oh, fantastic. So people, mm-hmm. fans of that series are going to love yes, that. Yes, well. of course. And isn't there a big ABBA and Madonna music happening as well? That's right. That's on Sunday after the Pride Breakfast and then the Family Fun Day where we have TikTok Queen Winifred Clark will be oh, joining us on that day. And of course, we do have the ABBA and Madonna evening in McHugh's. Brilliant. And so the, these it's great to see the, these special guests coming away from the city. They have huge followings, as you say, online. They're very, very busy people in demand. It's great to see them coming and supporting a regional event like this. Absolutely. It's really important that everybody in the whole community supports something really special because it could be your it could be your parent, it could be your daughter, it could be your sister, it could be your son. You know, at the end of the day, support is support. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. Yeah. Everybody's exactly the same. Yeah, completely. And like you say, you don't know, you know, anyone in your family that could, you know, be be struggling through sexuality. Absolutely. And before I, I, I get into talking about that, you before we move into that, you, the, the support from the community and the business community, you mentioned sponsors there has been so, so important. If you want to mention any of your, your sponsors, you can. And also you need volunteers to help you, don't you? Absolutely. Um, volunteers are crucial because we're a voluntary led community organisation. Um, so if anybody would like to take part in helping it in any way, shape or form, we have a number of events coming up, such as the Flag Day, which will be on the 13th of July. Um, and we are looking for volunteers for any time throughout the day to give us a hand. And as I said about the sponsors, big massive thank you to the Barrow Room, the venue, um, Loud County Council, Ancient Ireland East, Bus Erin, City North Hotel, Drotta Credit Union, uh, Dundalk Stadium, Simona's Cafe, Five Good Things, Noodle Box, Ariosa, Leinster Gas, Orion Tattoos, Joanna Byrne, Councillor Joanna Byrne, Councillor Michelle Hall, uh, TD Fergus O'Dowd and I Gracie. Fantastic to see all of those people supporting you. That's amazing. So... Are you finding new faces coming out uh, from the LGBT community to support an event like Pride, whereas maybe before they may not have been, you know, comfortable or ready to to kind of, you know, I suppose, show their true identity? Absolutely. Every year there's always new people joining or from different counties. Social media has a massive power that highlights the importance and people, it's like a trend that people would see oh my God, Drogheda is a definitely a really good place to go and see. Drogheda Pride's happening. And we're such a big, massive support network for different community prides that we show support for each other. Mm. Um, and then people from, say, Munagar, Churlis would all support Drogheda. And we do vice versa, which is absolutely fantastic. So you must be just like flat out and celebrating Pride <laughs> over the last few weeks. No wonder you're just tired of everything. You know? <laughs> I, I, but I love that. I love that you all go to each other's Pride parades. Absolutely brilliant. So what message would you like to send those who might be listening in, who are still struggling with their sexuality, might be still in the closet, might be afraid to come out? What would you say to them? Take a deep breath, smile and be proud. That's something that I've always said to myself. There's always support here at Drada LGBT Support. We meet every single Thursday. We have the B-Zone in the Boomerang Youth Cafe every single Wednesday. Um, there's always online support from Drada LGBT Support. Very happy to help any person out there who might need some support or guidance. Um, no differentiation about the age because we do accommodate for every single person. 
I love that. I'm going to take that into my own life, that little phrase that you say yourself, to yourself. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, so if people want more information, is the Facebook page the best one to go to? Yeah, Drawhada Pride is the best place to get your tickets and of course support information as well. Fantastic. And LGBT support. Fantastic. And if people want to get in touch as well, reach out through the Facebook and we'll also keep Peter's details here as well if you would like to volunteer and help them. Happy Pride to you. I'm very much looking forward to all of the events and thank you so much for dropping in today. Thanks very much, Nate. Thank you. Thanks a million. Peter Newton there. The Drada Pride is running from the 19th right up until the 23rd. Full details are on Drada Pride Facebook page and the launch is tonight in McHugh's at 8pm. There's lovely day in LMFM's 11 to 1. Oh, there's loads coming in for our holiday uh, grab and go. I'll get to some of your messages very shortly. We'll be going back in time and I've got music from Backstreet Boys on the way. The 11 to 1 show. Time to poker up today is International Kissing Day. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 2007, Eva Longoria weds her NBA Finals MVP husband Tony Parker in Paris, France. And today is International Kissing Day, whether it's just a peck or a long, passionate one. Today is the day to celebrate a kiss with a loved one. International Kissing Day. Mwah. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. That Backstreet Boys, I want it that way. I'm asking you, what do you grab and go as you're rushing off on holidays? It's all in association with Dundalk Stadium giveaway. We're giving you a grab and go package for two, which is admission to their horse racing and greyhound racing annual ladies day international summer jail race day on Wednesday next uh, so you've got admission race cards entertainment a food voucher for the outdoor food stall on the day and I'm asking you what do you grab and go when you're heading off on holidays and Linda Malone says I would grab the tea bags <gasps> good one that is essential isn't it absolutely brilliant uh, morning Sinead the last thing would be the flight tickets <laughs> the last thing would be the flight tickets <laughs> That'd be safely first in my, you know, awareness in terms of that. The Irish tea can't beat it, says somebody else as well. I grabbed my word search book, says Sheila in League Slip. Oh yeah, listen, that'll, you know, stave off the boredom, won't it? On the flight. Someone else, tea bags and Monster Boys. For me, it has to be the Lions tea bags. Lions tea bags, says Geraldine as well. Oh my goodness. So the tea bags are top on the list of our grab and go holiday essential do keep those coming in to me, 086-1800-658. Now, we've just had word from Grania Tyndall that she's been tied up this morning. She volunteers, you see, with Meals on Wheels and she's been tied up today. But I'm going to try and see if I can get her tomorrow. But I will be joined by Sinead Kavanagh from Network Ireland Mead Branch. They have an important fundraiser that they're doing for Mead Women's Refuge. So we'll be joining her after 12. The 11 to 1 show. 
Air fryers, you've had your day in the sun. It's time to make way for an appliance that is enjoying a surge in popularity. More details on that after Rihanna. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM Rihanna with Stay kicking off for a second hour. Sinead Brazel here with you. Now, air fryers... Oh, you've had your moment in the sun, according to uh, experts, because apparently an appliance that has been around a long while that maybe we've been neglecting has now enjoyed a surge in popularity. And it's the humble microwave. Yeah, a new survey by Waitrose has found microwaves are the number one must have gadget in the kitchen. A third of those surveyed said the microwave is the appliance they couldn't live without, while just 12% of people said the same about air fryers. Mm, you know what? If you were to take one of them out of the kitchen, if you were to take the air fryer or the microwave out of the kitchen at the moment, I don't know. I think they're an equal footing. I don't know if I could handle the microwave being gone. Definitely couldn't handle the air fryer being done. Should I put ev- everything goes into the air fryer. It's the best thing. It really is. Sales of microwaves, though, have substantially risen in the last year, with retailers saying it's down to high energy costs and the quality of ready meals improving. Now, I wouldn't be a huge ready meal person. Rarely eat eat a ready meal. But I would use the microwave a lot. Porridge in the morning, plus my little guy likes to have warm milk. I know, warm milk with the cereal every day. So that's, you know, on the go. Plus I have, I sort of like to make a fancy coffee at home. So I'll have, you know, a small bit of milk heated up and then the Nespresso. I like the kind of hot milk there. I'm trying to think what else I use it for. Yeah, kind of everything. You do use the microwave for everything, but also don't take my air fryer away either. Really and truly now. But there you go. The microwave, it's making a comeback. Uh, who, <laughs> messages coming in on 086-1800-658 and getting into electrical appliances here as well. We're talking about what would you grab and go on your way on holidays. Now forget the passport and the, you know, the, the suitcase. We know you're grabbing them. But what's the one kind of holiday essential that you can't live without? This is all in association with Dundalk Stadium and their grab and go package, which is up and grabs, uh, up for grabs. Marion, uh, or sorry, Anne, Anne McGuirk in Marion Park and Drada says the hairdryer and the straighteners wouldn't go anywhere without them. What about you? Keep those coming in. 086-1800-658. Now it's time for Celebrity News. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max Kane. Ashley Park says that Blackpink's choreographer came on board for the upcoming Mean Girls movie. The actress played Gretchen in the Broadway Mean Girls musical and is cast for an undisclosed role in the Mean Girls the Musical movie as well. She says that fans of the original are going to love this version. I think the movie, what was really fun is uh, we saw Kaya Hanagami this morning. He choreographed it. And so it was really fun seeing him this morning. And I think that anybody who loves the movie or who loves the musical is going to really love this version of it. Mark Zuckerberg's meta is giving Elon Musk a run for his money. Arrival to Twitter was launched yesterday called Threads, a text-based conversation app. This news comes after a limit was placed on how many tweets a non-Twitter Blue subscriber could see every day. Former Top Gear presenter James May says that his favourite mode of transportation isn't cars. 
turns out the presenter is more partial to a bike. Here's his reason. The, the bicycle was the first thing I had. I mean, I did have a pedal car, and, I, and me and my big sister did have a kick scooter and so on, but the bicycle was the first thing that truly liberated me as a mm. means of transport. And that's an incredibly precious thing, partly because it connects you with that bit of childhood. There's something about bicycles, and because they're free at the point of use, yeah. and they almost, they almost seem like beating the system. They're something for nothing, which doesn't really happen in physics, but you're always connected with that joy of A, being young, B, being healthy, and being given the keys to the world. That's The Buzz. I'm Max Kane. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Now, I just want to let you know that the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre is hosting a garden summer sale event. It's happening on Saturday from 11am until 4pm. On sale will be a wide range of items, all new, from camping equipment for those heading to festivals, toys, games and books for children, solar lights, wetsuits for adults and children and much, much more. There's a special performance on the day as well by the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Choir at 12. Please do pop along, say hello, have a cuppa and pick up a bargain and support Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centres. That's happening from 11am to 4 on Saturday. Rod Stewart, Baby Jane and LMFM's 11 to 1. Network Ireland Mead Branch. They had their Businesswoman of the Year Awards last week in Trim and during the awards they decided they would use this as an opportunity to launch a fundraising campaign to help a worthy cause. We're going to find out more about it with the Network Ireland Mead Branch President. Sinead Cavan is going to join us next. The 11 to 1 show. Last week, the Network Ireland Me, the branch, held their Businesswoman of the Year Awards in Trim. And in keeping with the Network Ireland ethos of women supporting women, the branch decided to use their awards night as an opportunity to launch a fundraising campaign to support Me, the Women's Refuge with a raffle. Joining me now to tell us more about this is Network Ireland Me, the branch president, Sinead Cavanagh, is on the line. How are you getting on, Sinead? I'm good, Sinead. How are you? I am great. I'm great. I'm still basking in the glow of a very successful awards night last week. Can you tell us, first of all, why it's important for the branch to hold awards like this for the members? It's an incredibly important um, event and experience for our members. It's an, As you know, Network Ireland is a national network. We have 18 branches around the country. Um, the Mead branch is just four years old, but the organisation is 40 years old this year. Um, and that's a lot to celebrate. There have been an awful lot of women who have been involved with the network nationally. Um, and being able to continue that support and solidarity for women in business, I think if you can imagine 40 years ago, having a network for women who were in business would have been groundbreaking at yes. the time. And I think even now it still is, um, in the sense that there are nuances to women in business, whether regardless of the roles that you hold outside of your role as a business person, whether you're a parent or not, whether you're a carer or not, whatever it is that your your own personal life um, involves, you bring you have a, a separate set of new a separate nuance than men bring in business. Yeah. And it's just, it, it just is what it is, you know. And it's not to start any, any conversation in terms of equity or anything else like that. There's just a separate set of circumstances that for women, um, when they're in business, they have to navigate. Now, when I say women in business, it's not just business owners. We're, you know, we're made up of entrepreneurs, of professionals within their industry sectors. Um, so there's employees in there as well. But it's anyone who is looking for support, collaborative um, mentorship, 
collaborations, mentorship, um, leadership, you know, who want to forge ahead and create a career for themselves in their chosen field or their chosen industry sector. And it's just providing that space where you've got conversation with like-minded women. Yeah, that's what it boils down to. And I know for myself, I would be one of it within my own social circle. I would be one of maybe two who are self-employed. Right. So there's not, you know, there there is a a thing, you know, the animal of self-employment is that you're nearly always working. Mm. You know that it's not that you're always out there hungry. It's that you're. It's just always on your mind. And when you're trying to compartmentalize that with everything else that's going on in your life. It's wonderful to have a space where women can actually sit down and have a conversation that is business related, that the other person understands the the narrative. Um, And the awards then, what that does is it recognises the challenges Mm. and the, the struggles, the difficulties, the successes and the celebrations that women in business have. And it's a place for us to be able to come together and, and enjoy and celebrate that and congratulate that. Yeah, because so, like you say, you know, so often you're in the you're in the moment, aren't you? You're in the hustle yeah. of it all and you don't get to sit back and kind of go, wow, look what I achieved. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and really what the awards are about. Totally. And I mean, even as I said, in, in when I was uh, speaking to, to the group that gathered last Friday, you know, very often as women um, and, and men as well, we tend to focus on the bit that didn't go right. Yes. And not the masses of things that do go right because the everyday stuff when you're still in business it's going right but we tend to sometimes focus on those things that and they could be minor but they just there's an upset in the apple cart and and it just sort of throws and being able to say that to somebody who understands and they go yeah but hang on a minute will you look at what you are doing yeah, and you go okay. Actually, yes, and you need that. You, it's really important to have that for anybody who's in business for themselves. That's a really important thing. And I think then for women, there's that little added extra of being able to kind of hold each other up. As I say, you know, you, you I lead from the side. Do you know? Yes. So that you, people can lean in. Yes. Um, you know, there's no point in leading from the front because you can leave people behind. And if you're leading from the back, then you're is it leading? So leading from the side, I find for my own personal, that's the way I approach it. Um, it's that we're it's a solidarity and people can lean in and you'll sometimes put your hand behind and you might sometimes step a little bit forward depending yeah. on what's going on. You know, I love that. that. You I know, absolutely love that. It's just been able that. to see that. It's been able to see that and, and you're not in anyone's way. Yes, yes. And it's uh, that's the thing. And there's no competition with each other, which yeah. I think is, is fantastic. And, you know, the ethos of this is very much women supporting women. And yeah. with this in mind, you decided to support Mead Women's Refuge and Support Service. You have a raffle, a fundraising raffle. Tell us about this. And this is open to everybody, not just people anybody, in the network. Anybody yeah. you would like to support. So basically, um, the, each year the president gets to choose, the, the incoming president gets to choose who they would like as their charity partner for the year. And I chose Mead Women's Refuge for personal reasons. So um, I chose them because, A, they provide so much for the vulnerable in our society within the county of Meath and further afield. They support in many ways um, other women in the North the northeast. Um, this is about women and children who are struggling with the difficulties and challenges of domestic violence. Um, so domestic violence, domestic abuse, as everybody knows, it really came to the fore during our pandemic and people mm. were locked down and it just, you know, there was no escaping it. I think sometimes it's easy to escape if we wear blinkers, if we don't see it, it's not happening. And that's not good enough. You know, it's just yeah. not good enough. It's set up 37 years ago to fulfil a need. Nobody at that time who set it up, and if they're listening now, they'll say it to you themselves, ever thought that 37 years later 
they'd, they'd still be fundraising to keep that service alive and and still more in need now than it ever was Oh totally and I mean Frances Hayworth uh, fundraising manager there at the Refuge she spoke on the night and it was so eye-opening what she had to say okay. about the real need for funding and the fact that you know despite what goes against their very wishes they've had to kind of turn people away Yeah yeah, Which is I mean, horrific. When you hear that, and for anyone who has ever um, had the experience of domestic violence or who has had somebody close to them um, experience domestic violence, the situation is horrendous. Mm. Absolutely horrendous. And I can say that from first-hand experience, twice around, um, uh, from, as a child and as an adult. Um, and it, it's just horrendous to be in that situation and to realise that there are women and children who cannot be supported to the extent that they would like to be able to support them is Mm. just not okay in our society, in a modern society, in a Western world. How is this, you know, still a case that there isn't the funding there available? You know, and it's across the board. It's a a massive piece of, a massive body of work from, you know, the the, the causes, the symptoms, the, the, the outcomes, all of that. But for us, we can do our little bit. And if everyone yeah. is doing a little bit, those little bits add up to something fantastic and, and, and really helpful. So Absolutely. For us, yeah, and I, before before we, we talk a little bit about yeah. the prizes, which are fantastic, by the way, so many businesses that have supported this, you know, just as, as you've alluded to there, you know, and what, something that Francis really said, I think that was kind of, you know, resonated with me as well. You know, the woman or the child or the women and the children that arrive on the women's refuge door are not what we think in our minds of these frail, beaten down, you know, like they, they could be very strong women. And as you've yeah. alluded to yourself, Sinead, you were that woman who found yourself on the doorstep of Mead Women's Refuge Service. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a firm believer and I do it in, I say it in my own work. The children learn what they live. And as an adult, you then go on to live what you've learned. And so for me, I had to break a cycle because I was going to become a parent. And um, for me, it was very important that that cycle be broken, that it didn't perpetuate in my own child's life. Mm. Um, and so I grew up in with domestic violence in our home, um, you know, middle class family, street mm. angel house devil, um, you know, where nobody would ever have known. And, you know, as the saying goes, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. And mm. sometimes you don't need to. But other times you do need to just take care, you know, be mm. care, take, you know, have care for others and, and, and lend that hand or make sure that that hand is it's known that that hand is available um, for help if it's needed and support. So um, I used the refuge it's about 18 and a half years ago, I think nearly 19 years ago, at a period in my life where it was crucial and I had nobody. It was the same Steve, well, there had been a run up to it and you know yourself, mm. as I just say, love is deaf, dumb, blind and a bit stupid. Yeah. Um, and you know, when, when you are in the midst, you can excuse an awful lot. Mm. Um, and I did and it got to a point where I, where I you know I reached a breaking point where I went no absolutely no more and I left when I was pregnant Wow Sinead oh my goodness me so double the, the, the vulnerability I can only imagine what would have been going through your mind as you got out of there on a St Stephen's Day whilst quite heavily pregnant well, it, it actually was a, it was a new pregnancy. It was a planned pregnancy. Mm-hmm. But the reality, I think, of that pregnancy just perpetuated the fear that drove the the, the violence mm. of the other person in the first place. Do you know, okay. and that's what it is. We, we react. Fear can cause massive reactions in lots of people. But if we don't consult, confront it and, and deal with it, do you know, that's yeah. it is what it is. But it wasn't my one to deal with. So I had to make a decision. If I do, I wait 
and have this baby and then how much more difficult is it going to be to to get out of the situation with a baby in arms or while baby is still very safely tucked up if I make the changes I have to make now whatever is going to be in the future is going to be in the future but ultimately it has to be better than this and so that's not an easy decision to make Mm. you have to reach a breaking point you have to be broken in many ways physically, emotionally you know um, in many ways there's seven forms of, of domestic violence. People don't realise that there are seven different types of domestic violence. People hear about coercive control now a lot. Yeah. It's great because we've legislation around it. But, you know, people automatically think of it as being bruises. You know, there's yeah. so many other ways. And so I reached a breaking point and I went, no, because I have not just me to think about now. I have this little person to think about and I have to make changes that's going to be of benefit to them in their future. And so I had to make that decision. And I left that Stevens's night. I remember I had to I had to get out of the house. I was uh, locked in. Uh, I was sat on in the hall to to take a key out of my hand. To I couldn't get out the door. You know those bloody doors that have the key on the inside yes. and the outside. Yeah. Yes. So butterfly lock on my house. Butterfly lock on the inside of my house. There's nobody ever gonna. Yeah. So um, I got out. And I literally was in the clothes I was standing in. I had my phone in my hand. I had nothing else. I didn't have a penny to my name. I didn't have any ID. I didn't have anything. And I walked to Main Road and I flagged a taxi and I just said to the guy, "Um, I know there's a refuge. I don't know where it is. I have no money. He says, that's okay, love. He said, I know where it is and you won't be paying me anyway. What a guardian angel. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Even this night, like. Stevens is nice, amazing. Where so there was nobody I was going to ring and say, yeah. the world's gone to SH1T. Yeah. Uh, Plus there's that, there's that block in your mind as well where you think, the, yeah, the shame, you're how am I going to... You're embarrassed, you're ashamed, you're yeah. like, how can me being a relatively intelligent woman with a bit of cop on be in this situation? How did, mm. it, how did I get here? Um, and so he dropped me to the door, they opened the door, they said, come in, they showed me into a lovely, comfortable sitting room down, they made me a cup of tea, came back into me. They wanted to have a look. I said, I have, but they took photos, I had bruises, they took photos and stuff like that. And then they said, How can we help? That was it. And I always said, because I spoke for a number of years, I would have been, I would have, you know, I always believe in giving back. So for a number of years, I would have supported the refuge in lots of different ways. We did little initiatives and shopping and all sorts of things, all about consciousness. Do you know, yeah. about consciousness that I would have, you've heard me speak about that before. Be conscious in your actions, be conscious in your giving, be conscious in your connections with others. It's because you have to, it's a self-awareness that brings you to that consciousness. And when you have consciousness, you, you take responsibility. And it's very important that we take responsibility for ourselves in this world. So um, they, they gave me back my dignity. And I used to say this on a regular basis. They gave me back my dignity in the form of a, pack of, a five pack of underwear and a toothbrush. Wow. And when you know you can get up in the morning yeah. after having a safe night's sleep and mm. you can brush your teeth and you can change your undies, you can conquer the world. And, there's, the, you know, when I hear people saying, you know, you've got to pull up your big girl knickers. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that that just resonates. You transport so back there. Yeah, yeah, so completely. Because it's in that one moment of somebody recognising your really basic needs as a human being and they hand you back your dignity in that sense. It's and when you hear then of women not being able to get, to get this because yeah. the refuge is so in need of, of, of help and support, this is where something like this comes in. So There isn't enough anyone can do. No, there there's not enough. Anyone can do. And on my watch, 
I will do as much as I possibly can. So that's where the raffle came from. So they're our charity partner for the year. So we have a coffee morning every month and we get together and we sit around the table. We have the cup of coffee, we have the chats and I throw a cup on the table and say, lads, throw your couple of quid in the cup and somebody has donated a raffle price. It can be whatever it is. Nothing yeah. big, nothing major, but the few quid quid. And, you know, that 35 or 40 quid every month goes into the account. And at the end of the year, that goes to the refuge. That's one little aspect. And then we'll have a couple of, of things. We have our I Donate pages open all year round, so anyone can donate. In the same way that they can donate into the refuge themselves proper as well. Mm. But if they donate in through our page, it means that they come connected to us as well. And so we can keep them in the loop of anything else that's going on, either for the refuge or in, you know, uh, indirectly for the refuge through us or whatever as a network branch. So the raffle is just uh, blew me away. A couple of the the committee members came on board and went hunting. And I don't think there was a door that did knock on in the county. (laughs) And there's so many prizes. There's so many to list out there. Yeah, 26 prizes. We can't do lists. I do laugh every time I do LMFM and list some Jerry Kelly. We're laughing if you go on. We have 26 prizes and there's there's over 2,000 euros worth of value and there's everything from 500 euros worth of executive coaching from a new um, coaching in who are a firm in Dublin, all the way down to the very important chocolates and wine. Yes. Um, at the very bottom. And, and everything you can think of in between. We have gift sets, we have candle sets, we have workshops, we have um, clothing vouchers, shoes vouchers, jewellery, all sorts of fantastic things, but over 2,000 euros worth of value. And we really wanted to try and raise 2,000 euro mm-hmm. To kind of reflect that, yes. not only the generosity of all the businesses in the county and, you know, there's so many people in Trim just really got behind us and supported, but we've Summerhill, we've Rathos, we've, we've Athboy, with people all over the, the county have supported us. And we wanted to, to kind of raise money that would reflect that. In many ways, this is about collaboration, so it's to do justice to the donors who, mm-hmm. who you know, gave off their own hard-earned funds and, and products and everything else. It's to do justice to the refuge. It's to raise awareness for everybody involved. So as I say, all the stakeholders, so not just the refuge and the work that they do, but also here's these businesses in the community being part of their community. Oh, give them absolutely. G- give well. them recognition as, re- as well. Absolutely. Mm. And it's like literally so, so cheap for people to, to donate to this. It really, really is. And whatever it you is. can donate is so appreciated. Sinead, I, I thank you so, so much for your honesty today and for joining us and for all of the work, the brilliant work that you're doing, not only with the network, but for me, the uh, Women's Refuge Service. Delighted to support and highlight that for you today. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Sinead, can I give you the two links? You can indeed, yes. So one is if you want to donate, just go to iDonate. Yeah. Um, and it's idonate.ie slash fundraiser slash Network Ireland need for MWR. Uh, MRWS but you'll see it just go in and put in Network Me, Ireland yeah. and, and Me the Women's Refuge and you'll find it the links are all over our social so if anyone goes to our Instagram or Facebook or anything else like that there um, they'll find us and for anyone else interested in maybe joining Oh uh, yes Network that's right Ireland, yes. if they'd like to we're always open to new members we've 32 now we started the year with just 15 um, so you just go to networkireland.ie forward slash join and you'll find the Mead link there. Just click in. And people can, Sinead Kavanagh is my name. You'll find me, SineadTKavanagh.ie. Just contact me. Anyone who's interested um, in any way there at all, get in touch. Fantastic, Sinead. Thank you so much for joining us today. Sinead, thanks a million. Take care. Thanks a million. Can we please, please get them to that target? Please, whatever you can, whatever you can uh, support, it would be so appreciated. idonate.ie, if you just go in there, the best way to go in there straight away and just search for the Mead Women's Refuge Fundraiser or Network Ireland Mead and you'll find it there. Anything at all is going to make a huge difference.
the 11 to 1 show. LMFM. Oh, I predicted in 2019 that she would go far. Lyra, she just opened up there recently for Sting and Blondie as well. Absolutely amazing. There she is with you on LMFM's 11 to 1. Want to say best of luck to Sarah and Ollie. They are getting married tomorrow. Have a wonderful day that's coming in from Oliver Farrell. Not sure whereabouts you are in the northeast, but best of luck to you. Please, God, the rain will stay away on your special day. And I hope you have a fab time now getting to the jobs. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Borgosh Energy Win All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final Tickets with new boiler installations T's and C's apply See localheroes.ie Headford Arms Hotel Kells are recruiting both part and full-time qualified chefs to apply email your CV to olivia at headfordarms.ie Terry Glen Residential Care Services are looking to recruit full-time social carers in their Cavan, Louth and Westmeath areas. Please email recruitment at terryglen.ie. And Meath Local Sports Partnership, Meath LSP, require an office administrator for one-year maternity cover. Please send your cover letter and CV to mary.murphy at meathcoco.ie. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job search on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy for gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation. Visit localheroes.ie it's day one today at Bellustown Races. There's a full race card starting from 4.25pm. If you're going along, a shuttle bus service from the Abbey Park uh, Car Park in Drogheda beside the courthouse will depart an hour sharp before the start of the first race and the return bus will depart Bellustown half an hour after the last race. So the first day starting there at 4.25. Going to take a quick break and we're back with music from Brian Kennedy. The 11 to 1 show. LMFM. Yes, horse racing fans, greyhound racing fans. Next Wednesday, July 12th, Dundalk Stadium's annual Ladies' Day and International Summer Dual Race Day. So there's going to be afternoon horse racing, followed by evening greyhound racing, live music, DJ, kids' activities, and so much more. And we have a grab and go package for two people to give away. It adm- includes admission, race cars, Cards even. Race cars. Come on now. Race cards. <laughs> Entertainment and a food voucher for the outdoor food stall on the day. I'm asking you, when you're going on holidays, what are you grabbing and going before you leg it out the door? Kira Ford and Navin is looking for a phone charger. A lot of people with the Lion's Tea situation. Uh, Sinead, I would grab the tea bags. It's another one coming in. Uh, passports. Too many times I've forgotten it, says Anne and Money More. Dairy Gold, says Anne O'Rourke. Okay. Just grab the wife and go. Don't look back for the week, says Peter. Definitely have to grab the uh, tea bags, says another one here as well. On the text, towels and sun cream. The phone and the charger, says Jill. Someone else on the towels and sun cream. Uh, Sinead, I wouldn't go anywhere without the medication cabinet. <laughs> Says Babs, she's just like tossing it all into her handbag. The whole shebang is going there. Hi, Sinead. Couldn't go on holidays without a packet of playing cards. Oh, very good, Hannah and Bally Bay. Sunglasses, says Dean and Loud. I would grab the TV because the tickets are normally on top of it. Barney, that's going to be too heavy. They're never going to let you on that, the plane with that. Do you know what I mean? Grab the box of hair colour to throw in before the return home, says Margaret in uh, Dundalk. Gaviscon tablets, says another. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Loving all of those. Going to pick the winner 
for Thursday, right after Brian Kennedy. There's Brian Kennedy, a better man. Want to say congratulations, Lucy Sheridan. You're in Clon Magadan, is it? In Navin. She says, the earbuds, the earphones wouldn't go anywhere. The earpods without them. Great one. Thank you so much for all of the entries into that. Lucy, you are going into the draw now for our upgrade on tomorrow's show as well as that tomorrow we'll have our regulars we'll have film review we'll have Friday floor filler and we're coming to you live from XL in Enfield the winning store we're going to be uh, chatting to Helena and the LMFM Roadrunner crew on tomorrow's show that is my lot of the show for today thank you so much for your company we'll chat to you again tomorrow The 11 to 1 show 